Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Wicked and Grim. I fucked that up, didn't I? You did. My, my name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. It's been there a while since go. we fucked up our intro. Yeah, well, it's super easy now. It is. Mm-hmm. But uh, we should probably, we should change it up for the intro. I do think we should change it up regularly. It's boring and stale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one, maybe one day we'll find like a super sweet way to intro and we'll just be like, that's it. We just got to stay with that. Yeah, but still, we'd still get bored of it and change it one day. Yeah, probably. No one us. <laughs> More than likely. No one us. No one us. Um, you might notice something today listening to our podcast. Um, Nicole sounds a little bit different. Yeah, I'm sick AF. She's sick AF. You nasty sick. I'm a nasty mofo sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did just take a COVID test and that you're negative. So that, I'm that's negative. Good. So yeah, my life mission of not getting COVID is still... In fruition? I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I'm yeah. also on cold medication, so you're just going to have to bear with me. I might you, be like dead weight this episode, but you know what? We're going to give it a go. You doped up. I think that's that's the best version of Nicole right now. And I'm drinking, <laughs> what do I have in this? I have- You don't even know. Hot water with lemon juice, fresh ginger, like raw ginger chunks, and honey. Wow. That's like a, that's like a get fucking well in a cup drink. Fair enough. Is it not? Basically, I'm drinking wheat and barley. I think I need to like, okay, I feel like my immune system isn't terrible because I haven't gotten COVID, but, and there's been like close calls, but I do want to like try to figure it out because I got a lot of weddings that I'm shooting this summer and I'm like, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. Hashtag professional photographer over here. Yeah. It's the most weddings I've ever had this summer. So yeah, well, it's going to be crazy. I believe in you. Uh, You've shot weddings where you're basically about to lean over into a bush and vomit as is. So I, I believe you can do it. Yeah, I've definitely had some of those. Yeah. Um, so I do have some. I want to do a little shout out to someone, if that's cool. Yeah, let's do uh, it. We're going to shout out uh, to Jason Emmons uh, because he just recently got a really cool award. Uh, he's part of the RCMP up here in Canada, and he's actually a little bit more north than us, in fact, which surprisingly enough, right? Um, however, What's really cool, in 2021, so last Christmas, him and his wife, Larissa, decided they were going to do some stuff for their community. Uh, so they wrapped over 150 gifts gifts on Christmas. Which and, is amazing. Yes. And on Christmas Eve, they delivered uh, presents to over 20 different families around their community. Uh, and so recently, fast forward to this March, uh, Jason was actually gifted a commemorative commissioner's challenge coin and a handwritten letter from the commissioner in their area uh, because of the good deeds that he's done as an RCMP officer and for their community. So quick shout out to Jason for being so awesome. In mm-hmm. fact, can we make him the badass of the day? Sure. Let's do it. Jason, you're the badass of the day officially. That's super awesome. Way to be absolutely amazing and going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Shout out to you guys and thanks for tuning in to us all the time. We appreciate you being listeners and appreciate what you're doing for your community up there. Keep at it. Stay wicked. Well, fun story is like, so we met Larissa when we had gone to Jamaica. Yeah, we went to Jamaica like 10 years ago almost. Probably at least that, yeah. I think it would be, no, because it was 2012. It would be 10 years ago. Holy shit. This May that we met Larissa just. Yeah, we went on like a week-long all-inclusive trip. To yeah. Jamaica, met them, her and her mom. Yeah. Freaking awesome people. Yeah. And then uh, here we are 10 years later and Larissa and her husband are listening to our podcast. Uh, I believe Tracy, uh, Larissa's mom listens I too. I think so too. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so it's a small world. It's pretty awesome. We need to to do another trip. 
hundred percent. I am. I have like. I need to go somewhere. <laughs> You're itching. I have an itch. Um, so Nicole's going to do the honors, even though she's sick of reading off the patrons today. Yeah. So we have two lovely people that joined us over on Patreon. Uh, so we have Tiffany Lucas and Jennifer Overholt. So Shout thank out to you, you guys. so much. You guys are freaking amazing. Yes. Thank we you so much for signing up on Patreon. Um, and if you guys don't know, we do have a Patreon where you can sign up for behind the scenes content, all that sort of good stuff. And once a month on the last day of every month, we come out with a Patreon exclusive episode. Uh, so there's two tiers you can sign up for. And if you sign up for the all access Patreon tier, you can get access to the exclusive episode only available on there. A bonus episode a month, which is pretty awesome. It is. And so uh, this past March, we talked about the Salish Sea, human feet being found in shoes washing up on like the, the Pacific Northwest coast. Yeah, that one blew my mind. So yeah, if you want to check it out, head over to Patreon. Uh, what else we got? I got to thank you all for absolutely oh, amazing yeah. birthday wishes. So thank you so much for making like an absolutely awesome day, even more awesome because... I had so many people uh, wishing me a happy birthday just personally. And then you guys adding to it. Actually, I think I had more people from the podcast wishing me happy <laughs> birthday than my personal life. So that was insane. Yeah, that was a bit overwhelming, like in the best of ways. Oh, 100%. I loved it. So thank you so much for making it an awesome day. And yes, I had chocolate milk, ample amounts. You did. And beer. It was great. Yeah, you got a lifetime supply of beer. I did. You got a lot of beer. My parents bought me like a flat of beer. Yeah. And then a cooler to store it all in. It was pretty awesome. So <laughs> they know me well. Mm-hmm. Anything else? What do we got to say? Oh, I was just going to say, well, we watched, what movie did we watch? We watched the newest Spider-Man, right? Yeah, the newest Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. It was really good, actually. It was good. We finally watched it. Yeah. Has it been out a while? Uh, yeah, it came out in, I want to say, like, November of 2021. Oh, jeez. We're behind in life. Well, COVID, I've been avoiding theaters and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, our theater was nasty to begin with. Uh, yeah, and it's still nasty now. <laughs> it's archaic. It's literally, like, just, it's one of those theaters where... Anything you touch is sticky. sticky and it has no competition. So there's no reason for it to get better. Yeah. So it's yeah. the only theater. It's a dive. It's gross. I honestly yeah. have always thought like if we opened a theater here, it would do really well. It probably would. It would, I think. Because everyone in this town that you talk to hates our theater because it is so gross. They don't renovate yeah. and it's just like nasty and you, they charge so much. All you'd have to do is just have a, a clean place and like, because the bar is set pretty low. Oh yeah. It's set <laughs> very low. Um, so yeah, shout out to Famous Players Theater and Prince George. You guys need to up your fucking game. Let's say that. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you ready to, to for today's episode? I'm totally ready. Um, we talked about some really dark, some really disturbing, some really depressing cases recently. That is for sure, actually. So we are moving away from those types of cases for a little bit here. For this um, week. I don't know what I'm doing next week, so don't. Don't say I'm not. Well, I know for- Maybe I'll, I'll think maybe. of the most brutal case there is and boom. Maybe. Just kidding. Okay. My next couple cases are going to be a little more lighthearted. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> uh, this case, we're going to be touching on a cryptid. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Uh, and my next case that I'm going to do, I haven't selected which one yet, though I think I know. Um, I'm going to focus on a survivor story. So someone mm. who may have been abducted or attempted murder, but someone who survived. Uh, so those are my two cases uh, coming up quick. I don't know what the other one is, but this one, like I said, is a cryptid. And we are talking about the Mothman. Mm. Do you know Mothman? I can't say I know a lot about the Mothman. No? Do you know the Muffin Man? I was just about to say he lives on Drury Lane. <laughs> Not my buttons. Not my gumdrop buttons. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) Anyways, so you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. So on the evening of November 15th, all the way back to 1966, in a small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two young couples by the name of Roger and Lisa Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette we're out on an evening drive down some countryside roads in the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. Okay, I just have to say Point Pleasant. That sounds like a very pleasant, pleasant place. place. I yeah. already like it. Yeah, it's very uh, very neat of you to point that out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? You started it. Don't look at me like that. Oh, I did start it. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, So anyways, the area consists of about 8,000 acres of woods that used to be used in World War II for manufacturing and storage of explosives. Now, the storage building that held the explosives were essentially concrete igloo-shaped bunkers, and they were distributed across all the acreage to house the explosives. Now, since the war... However, was over, the buildings and facilities were essentially abandoned, leaving the area scattered with ruins and covered bunkers all over the place. Kind of like would probably have a bit of a creepy era to it then, hey? Oh, probably. I'd imagine. I mean, like if you go look out the area and everything, like I looked at some uh, people like uh, hunting for the Mothman and stuff, it, it seems like just a nice country area. Yeah. But then once you get up into the bunkers and stuff, like, yeah, that's a little bit more on the creepy side of things. Well, anything just abandoned just seems like it always feels so creepy because your mind wanders. Like, what what was it like here at one point? Yeah, you know? that's true. That is very much so true. Well, since, like I said, these are now abandoned and they're scattered all over the place, uh, they, the couple was just kind of driving through, not so much focusing on the bunkers, just focusing on driving through the road and the wooded area. Now, they drove through the area in the dark as it was in evening time, and their headlights in the car were the only thing illuminating the road in the surrounding area. Then, all of a sudden, during the drive, Mary and Linda both spotted something ahead. It was a large figure. The figure was walking towards a building known as the quote-unquote TNT building in a shuffling type manner. A lot of people refer to this area, in fact, as the TNT area because of the history with the explosives. Oh, okay. So this isn't any sort of extravagant situation. Let's just say that. Uh, You know, you basically have a sighting of a figure or a man shuffling through the darkness towards an abandoned building. Still creepy. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Because you probably figure you're out there on your own. Yeah, but there's nothing extravagant about it. There's nothing out of the normal. Until they watched it and they began to realize there were some things out of the normal about Uh. this figure. The figure was a little bit different. They couldn't see any discernible arms or even a discernible head. Wow. Right on. What they did see, however, was something even more disturbing. The figure, or creature had a large had large folding wings mounted high on its back and massive glowing red eyes where its head would have been okay that's creepy as shit i'd be turning around 
Well, the couple were stunned and they didn't turn around. They oh, watched why? the creature. They continued to watch the creature shuffle towards the abandoned building. And then after a few moments, they decided, you know what? Let's get out of here. So they took their time. They watched it and they thought, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, good plan. So they turned the car around and hightailed it down the country road in the direction that they came from. Can you imagine just seeing this glowing eye fucking creature out there? Oh, I it wouldn't have taken me a few moments to turn around. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. I would see that and then I would already be like, it'd be in my dust. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured like Scooby-Doo, like when they just like jump up half a foot off the ground, their feet kick around for a second and then gone. It's just a dust cloud behind <laughs> Well, them. yeah, that's some creepy shit. Even if it was just like a man, I think I would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some random dude in the woods. No, fuck it. At night, like by abandoned shit? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, what if it was just a homeless dude and he just happened to be like crashing in the abandoned place because he had no place to stay? I guess that's fair. Is that creepy? No. Then why would you just leave him behind? Well, I, maybe he needed his space. That's his home. <laughs> Personal space. Privacy. Yeah. Okay. There you I go. I let him be. Fair enough. Well, so they turned the car around. They left the creature in their dust, their proverbial dust. However. It followed them. As they drove, they saw the creature suddenly appear in oh, their God. headlights ahead of them. And then it took off directly oh. up into the air. Cool. The wingspan of the creature reached out to be about 10 feet wide. But in its flight, they described it did not flap or beat its wings whatsoever to stay airborne. Huh. How does that work, eh? I, I don't know. I mean, as court, according to physics, that doesn't work. No. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It almost like that makes it seem like it's like motorized. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just a big old fucking kite. Some kids flying around in the dark. Huh. Yeah. glowing LEDs mounted on it. I don't know. <laughs> just to creep everyone out. Yep. Fucking kids. Anyways. Roger Scarberry uh, stepped on the gas of his 1957 Chevy and began racing down the road with the creature flying overhead. Oh, my gosh. Following them. Yeah, no. Yeah, no? Yeah, no. Well, that's kind of what they thought, too. So he stepped on that gas, uh -huh. trying to gain speed as much as he could. And as they sped up to speeds of 100 miles per hour down the dirt road to evade the creature, it still kept following wow. them. Wow. That's so fast. Yeah. And that's not just for the record, because we do kilometers an hour. This is yeah. miles per hour. Which is like way faster, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably around the vicinity of, if I'm not mistaken, 70, or sorry, um, I was thinking 70 miles per hour is 100 kilometers. So you're probably around the vicinity of 140 kilometers-ish. Should I maybe? look it up? Sure. Do the math. Let's see. My bet is 140 kilometers in that era area. Am I right? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, hurry up. I'm stalling for you. I know, but it's not working. It's not working. Why isn't it working? Well, because it makes it says I have to do math. <laughs> I thought it would just like pop up with like the the conversion, you know? Well, it should. It just says um, 10 miles per hour is 16 kilometers per hour. So then I just have to do that math, don't I? I 10 can, miles. I can do this. 10 miles an hour is 16. So that's. So 10 miles is 16 kilometers, you said? Yeah. So that's 160 kilometers. Yeah. Oh, that is easy math. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm blaming it on my cold. That Definitely. is super. Okay. So 160 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Okay. That's so freaking fast. That is really fast. So I like how us Canadians oh. have to like catch up there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, 
up to 100 miles per hour or 160 kilometers an hour, the creature was still right behind them, staring them down with its intense uh. glowing red eyes. As the chase continued, the creature let out a loud screeching noise described after the fact as, quote, a record played at a high speed or squeak of a mouse. Okay, yeah, I'd shit my pants right there. Really? You'd shit your pants? I'd, I'd be shitting. I feel like that's like not, I mean, the whole situation is scary, but just the noise alone, it's not a very intimidating noise. No, I think the noise would just amplify it so much. Really? You oh, think I it think it is. Just you think it is scary? Terror. I hate, okay, because even when we're out, because um, we have a lot of coyotes around here, yeah. and like it's pitch dark and you can just hear them howling, mm-hmm. it creeps me out. It's creepy. I don't like sounds in the darkness. Fair enough. Fair enough. I love the sound of coyotes. You do. Going. So like, maybe it wouldn't bother you, but it bothered me. Like I could fall asleep to coyotes yapping all around me in the bush. It'd be, it's just like a fucking lullaby for me. Oh, no. It's like actually makes my the hair on the back of my neck stand up a bit. I love it. Wolf howls, depending on how close they are, will get me. Have you heard wolf howls out here? Out here? Uh-huh. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe once or twice. I can't, I'm not too certain it would have been a long time ago if i did hmm. but uh i have heard wolf, wolf howls just i'm not sure around here well we hear them on a daily basis in our house <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what happens when you got a husky wolf mix so anyways back to the story so as the chase went on they began nearing town and as they neared town however the creature started to fall back until it faded into the darkness and they were left alone driving back the rest of the way to town okay that's what i was hoping would happen well, what they just witnessed and experienced was clearly terrifying. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can attest to that. If you were in the situation, you'd probably poop. Yeah. Uh, and Linda Scarberry was adamant that they needed to report it to the police. The only problem, though, who was going to believe them? Exactly. Who's going to believe that? They just saw a large, headless figure with no arms but wings instead and chased them down a country road flying at speeds of 100 miles per hour as this giant red eyes stared them down. That's not something the police will generally consider a legitimate statement. They would probably think they were like high or something. Oh, 100%. Right? Especially like back in the 60s. You're you're entering hippie era here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like some young couples driving off down the country road. They very well could have been sparking up some of that grass. You know, exactly. That, the devil's lettuce. They're like, I need some of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, either that or they're like, we need to stop smoking this shit after what they just saw. Um so, like, what were they going to do? How are they going to report it? Should they just keep quiet? What would you do in that situation? I think I'd have to report it because I don't think it's necessarily something that keep quiet. Because who knows? Maybe there have been other reports, right? Like, you don't know that That's someone true. else has maybe come and, like, the police have just kept it quiet. So I would report it. Yeah. Well, they decided to do something that I guarantee you you wouldn't have done. Oh, go back. They decided to go back. Shit, yeah, no. That would not be what I would do. (laughs) Shit, yeah, no. Coming soon on (laughs) t-shirts. So, yeah, they they turned the car around and they drove back to where they had seen the creature. That same night? The same night, the same moment. They just lost it like minutes ago. What? And they're like still in the car. Like, let's turn around and go back. Did they go change their underwear first? (laughs) I don't think so. Wow, that's wild. So they turned around and they headed back. They wanted to confirm what they had just witnessed and experience. And they wanted to see like, okay, are we out of our minds? Did we see what we think we saw? They just, they wanted that confirmation, which 
props to them because that's brave as fuck. That is. And I guess even back then, like they wouldn't do even had anything to capture it on really, right? Yeah, there's no Which cell is phones. A, a sucky thing. So. Yeah. So once they drove back down the dark dirt road nearing the TNT building where they saw it, they found it wandering around an open clearing again. Its mass and shape was all the same as before with its high mounted wings and glowing red eyes. Immediately once they saw it, they said, yup, and peace the fuck out of there. <laughs> I think they should have at least brought someone with them. Well, they decided, you know what? We confirmed we did see this fucking creature. We're not going crazy. So they went straight for the Mason County Courthouse and filed a report on what they had seen and experienced. Okay, so it didn't follow them the second time? Didn't follow them the second time. That's lucky. I was like, oh, they might not have the same sit like scenario here. Yeah. Well, they didn't because it didn't follow them. Well, yeah, so. but I was thinking it might be worse. Yeah. So once they arrived and they were filing out the report, Deputy Millard Halstead was the individual on shift and took their report. Now, luckily, uh, the town of Point Pleasant isn't a large city. It's more of a small town where a lot of people are acquainted with one another, you know, kind of where everyone knows your name sort of thing. Mm, yep. uh, and Deputy Halstead knew the couples personally. He knew who they were and took what they said seriously right and on. as a credible sighting. Okay, that's super good. Props to him for that. No kidding. So what they did to make sure that everyone was actually telling the truth and testing to make sure that they actually saw what they saw, they split everyone up, the four of the individuals. They split them up and separated them into individual rooms, and they were asked to write down what had happened. So each of them went to handwrite their report and statement on what they experienced and saw without collaboration from one another. Mm -hmm. And each report corroborated the other. They all matched. Okay, that's actually so good. Oh, yeah. Especially consider the fact, okay, yeah, we were just talking about it. These guys driving down a country road, get high, see some shit. Yeah. If you're high, your stories aren't going to match because you're all fucking experiencing different shit. And if you are high and you decide that you're going to corroborate a story, when you do go write it down, it's, it's gonna still be not going to match. Yeah. And sorry, how old were these? I'm not they, certain on say? their age. Oh, I know okay. I know they were young, but I don't know how young. So okay. I would guess like, I don't know, maybe mid to late 20s, somewhere around there. Okay. I just think that's so smart. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, each of the in individuals involved were separated and wrote that down 100%. Now, after the written statements were filed, accompanied by Deputy Halstead, the two couples drove back out to where they had seen the creature that night. Oh my gosh, who are these people? Uh, I'm pretty sure they are the Scooby-Doo gang because like, <laughs> holy fuck. Like to go out a third time is mind-blowing to me. Right? Uh, so once they got to the location, they began to search for anything related to what they had experienced while they didn't see the creature upon the return there were a few other findings they did see they found some strange shadows that were moving amongst the forest while they were there oh wow a strange and unexplained sudden dust cloud was kicked up on one spot odd noises were heard at times and they found what appeared to be a hoof-like print in the sand oh now i did see a photo of a hoof-like print while and while looking up an article on this. I don't know if it was the hoof print or what. I don't know if mm -hmm. they even have a photograph of it or not. But I do want to point out, I did some research in the area for West Virginia. It is home to a lot of deer and even elk. Oh, uh, okay. So 
Which can very much so look like a hoof print. Oh, they they have hoofs. Yeah, like it looks like that. It looks yeah. like a monster almost. <laughs> yeah, it very well could be. And the photo that I saw, to me, it looked like an elk print or a very large deer. A small oh, elk or a okay. very large deer. Okay. Um, but again, I don't know if I saw a real image or if it was just something someone slapped on it for the article purposes. I've been seeing a ton of um, moose prints on the road yep. for our walks lately, like lots. Yeah. Um, I tried to look to see if there was moose in the area. I didn't see if there, I couldn't uh, confirm if there was moose in West Virginia. Uh, and only the fact that, that elk are there, I guess they haven't been around for around a hundred years in the area. They are there, very rare, but they are there. Oh, okay. But they are making a turn the last decade, a return hmm. the last decade or so. so right that's on. Cool. Um, so anyways, where am I here now? Yeah, okay. So after the incident, after they went back with uh, deputy and everything, uh, they returned and went back to town. Now, Linda Scarberry is said to have been sent to a hospital and been treated for shock after this, just adding to the credibility of their experience. Yeah, I don't blame that. Yeah. So the next morning, Mason County Sheriff George Johnson held a press conference regarding the situation and spoke to the public on the sighting. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. No? Why not? Well, then everyone's just going to go out there, I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, local and national news sources began picking up the story, and it effectively, uh, I mean, in the 1966 standards, began to go viral. And the press would eventually dub the creature the Mothman, which, funny enough, the name was inspired by the 1960s live-action Batman movie that was on TV at the time. Because oh, okay. a lot of people um, said that the description and everything sounds like Batman. And huh. there was one incident, I believe, where a guy was like, oh, yeah, I basically just saw Batman on my neighbor's roof. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Wow. Right? Well, I mean, this tall, brooding, dark figure with like the, because the wings weren't like moth wings that are flapping. It was kind of like a Batman cape kind of. Batman has a head though, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. And the, the fact that it doesn't have a head, that's the only time I've heard that it doesn't have a head. Um. And I think it's not that this doesn't have a head. I think it's like its head is kind of like more just like a mound on its shoulders. Oh, okay. Not with like a neck and stuff. Yes. Yeah. However, I have read other reports where the neck was like slimmed into. So it like it would have a head. So it's very mixed reports on the the head piece of it. Interesting. So, yeah. Anyways. uh, So they dubbed him the Mothman. Uh, via Batman's Adam West in the 1960s. Or sorry, Adam West's Batman in the 1960s. Uh, now, during the next few days, other people started to report similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen saw the creature and said it was, quote, large bird with red eyes. Yeah. And Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusual large heron in the area. Okay. 
But like people are describing it as like 10 feet. Wingspan. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe I have to look up what kind of bird that is. Well, a herring, <laughs> uh, heron, sorry. I just said herring. Heron uh, is a crane. Oh, okay. Oh, that doesn't seem like that fits the description at all. Uh, not quite. No. Yeah. Um, but wildlife bi- biologist Robert L. Smith of West Virginia University told reporters that the descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Oh. The bird may have been wandering out of its migration route, which it's not native to the area specifically, and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. Yeah. Um, now, it's unconfirmed whether there was a sandhill crane in the area at the time, but there are unconfirmed, highlight that there, un- unconfirmed sightings. Some people claim that they had saw a specific sandhill crane in and, and around at the time. Can these birds fly that fast, though? Uh, uh, no. hundred miles an hour? No. Like, that's really fast. <laughs> yes. I mean, birds can fly fast, but uh-huh. I, I, no, it's not going to fly that fast. I know. Fast. I'm like, I don't think of it. Oh, man. Let's hope birds can't fly that fast. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, now, another sighting, a contractor, Newell Partridge, uh, sorry, contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when his he aimed a flashlight at a creature um, in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Now we that's do, any animal. That's really. basically any animal. Yeah. Um, and some people are actually pointing to owls for this because owls, you point a flashlight at them. They do have like a reddish glow to their eyes. Oh, really? Hey. Yes. Hmm. And there is an unconfirmed, again, unconfirmed. There's a lot of unconfirmed stuff about this. Uh, when we were talking about, uh, what was it? I believe um, Linda Scarberry, when she was talking about uh, the reddish eyes during their initial chase and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say that she talked about the eyes only glowing when light was shined into them. Like head, their headlights and such. Correct. Yes. Okay. So there is that possibility there. I just wanted to throw that out. So. Well, owl, owls can get pretty large too, can they not? They can. Uh, I believe it's the great horned owl can get up to a six foot wingspan. Hmm. Okay. We have those around here, but I mean, they sit like. Two and a half to three feet tall. Yeah, and I think you would know. Yeah. You would know. So um, anyways, these were just people who happened to see Mothman. Uh, there were hundreds of people going out each night in search of the creature. <laughs> um, pretty much like pitchfork in hand style. Oh like, my God. Like rifles and shit, like wanting to go hunt to this kill fucking it. thing. Okay, well, question. Yes. Would that have been you? Yes. <laughs> you would go, you would have to go take a peek. I try to find. I kind of want to go to West Virginia and take a peek now. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my goodness. I would totally go on a Mothman hunt. Um, so yeah, it's estimated that numbers could have been up to a thousand individuals uh, going out each night in search of the Mothman. Well, that alone would scare anything away. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of sightings that would have occurred around this time could have potentially even been people seeing other people. Or made up in their head or something. Exactly. I just saw a figure in the bush. Yeah, you just saw Sam over there (laughs) with his girlfriend. Uh, She was trying to take a leak, so they're looking for privacy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, come on. Not to say that there weren't actual sightings. I'm just saying at that time, when you have a thousand people running around in the bush, pretty sure you're just seeing each other. Yeah. I don't think any sort of creature would be staying 
with that amount of people around. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, but also the idea of people confusing a creature with such mass like this with a large herring like the Sandhill Crane. Uh, I think it had a lot of people just rolling their eyes, much like UFO sightings. It's like, oh, that's swamp gas. Like, fuck off. I, I really doubt that it's a crane. And I think people were much so in agreement with that. Not saying it can't, it can't be. I'm just saying well, the odds are. Yeah, it'd be people like me that just want to believe it's a crane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put this behind us. <laughs> I 100% want to believe in Mothman, but I'm not sure I do. No? I, I think there's, I don't know, a lot of cryptids are just too far-fetched. I want to believe in them all. Mm -hmm. they're, they're fucking cool as shit. Yeah. But the reality is, like, these creatures probably don't. It's probably certain circumstances that line up, you know, to make us see something or have an experience where it's like, well, it just so happened to be perfect situation where swamp gas made you see a UFO. Like chances oh, of it. Oh, I agree. Chances of it being swamp gas for a UFO, fucking a bajillion to one. Mm -hmm. But there still is that chance. Well, your brain can create really interesting things in your mind. Like even where my studio is across the street. There's like a twig in the fence. I don't know if you've noticed it. Yes. I have had to go and look numerous times to make sure it's not a squirrel caught in their dead. <laughs> it literally looks like it's a squirrel that's died in the fence. Fair enough. Fair enough. So it's like, I don't know, your brain just like makes things up in your head sometimes, right? Yep. Like this is what that is. Yeah. It, it finds a discernible shape and it tries to add things that you know and put essentially a face to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, one thing that does point to the Mothman being something other than just a bird or a side effect that many report after having the encounter, uh, Linda Scarberry, for example, began to hear disembodied noises and saw items move around her house on their own. Oh, no, I really don't like that. These things, in her opinion, were pointing towards a poltergeist. But she wasn't alone in this experience. A woman by the name of Marcella Bennett saw the creature with huge wings and glowing red eyes. She said it seemed so relaxed as if it was waiting for her to approach it. Hmm. She described it as, I quote, to me, it wasn't of this world. After that, she suffered many side effects from the encounter, such as severe anxiety, paranorma, or paranoia, sorry, nightmares, and she could often feel an unnerving presence as if the creature was still watching her. Oh, gosh. I just hate that. Herself and others also would go on to report visions and premonitions and near psychic abilities. How could you ever sleep again, really? Hey. Oh, fuck. Just a giant moth creature just like watching you all the time? Yeah. Fuck no. No, thanks. Oh, you'd be sleeping with the lights on every night, I think. That'd make it worse. It's a moth. They love the lights. <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh turn the lights off turn the lights on which is it oh i don't even know now <laughs> i'd probably still keep them on uh, well anyways uh now whether these abilities are bestowed upon individuals after their encounter or not uh, this is this at least points to the fact that their individual minds psyches mental health or whatever are severely impacted whether these things are true, whether they're getting psychic powers, seeing objects move, something is setting off their system, something in them is making them ascent. Like, I don't want to say go mad because I don't think they're going mad, but like begin to 
be pushed to that breaking point. Well, they you know? believe in it now. Yeah. Potentially. And something is pushing them that far. That's what makes it so tangible. Mm-hmm. It's, for example, Linda going into actual shock and people experiencing these things. Yeah. So, and But it wasn't happening with the other three, hey? Well, the other three kind of had different experiences in different ways. I'll talk on some of it a little bit later. Okay. Um, but those ones, not so much. However, there were other people having experiences in other ways. Individual reports are one thing. But what about mass reporting? What about authorities reporting strange events? Because that's exactly what happened. Police dispatches were reported to be interrupted or cut off for unexplained reasons. Cars and a lot electronic appliances began malfunctioning for a lot of people. There was increased sightings for UFOs in the area. And like I said, Linda Scarberry's poltergeist experiences were not the only ones being reported. Huh. So is this mass hysteria or is this the fucking Mothman causing some shit? Well, I don't know. There's a point where it's too much is happening, right? Exactly. But mass hysteria is a real thing. So that's just where enough people are believing and creating things in their mind or what? Basically, yeah. Okay. Hmm. So it's either, it's one or the other. Yeah. Either an entity, a creature or something is causing this to happen or people are believing it so much so that they are creating this stuff in their own mind. Well, and then shit, I mean, lots of shit just goes wrong on a daily basis. So then anything that's going wrong for them, they're just blaming on the Mothman too, potentially, right? Yep. That's totally true. Yeah. Now, there is a theory surrounding the Mothman, aside from the paranormal um, side of it. It boils down to radiation. The World War II bunkers were found to have leaked high amounts of contamination into the soil around the quote-unquote TNT area known as the McClinic Wildlife Management Area. Huh. So some say, what if the radiation in the area bred some sort of bird, creature, moth, hybrid, human thing and here we have the Mothman. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a comic book. I don't think that's quite how things work. But, I mean, it's not like it couldn't. Yeah, I was like, that's not super far-fetched. <laughs> we have seen radiation do some crazy things yeah, to animals. totally. So. Which is kind of sad, actually, that one. It really is. Uh, so there, there are so many speculative stories surrounding it and what it could be. But another encounter may help point us in the right direction. Linda Scarberry was not yet done with her experiences. The poor girl. She would begin to have odd phone calls to her home. And from there, she began to encounter strange men. Men we know as the men in black. Okay, please elaborate. (laughs) You don't know what the men in black are? I do, but what, what is this? Men in black. Phoning her now. Yeah. Why? Well, that's the thing. Why? Okay. Okay, for the record. Maybe, what, do I not know what the men in black are then? What What are men in black? What do you think they are? Well, I can't, maybe I don't know what they you're, are. You're thinking the Will Smith movie, yes. right? Okay. That movie is based off an entirely true um, theory on government agents. Okay. So people who often have UFO sightings and stuff also fo- uh, report follow-up incidences with Men dressed in black uniforms, suits and everything, knocking on their door, threatening them and telling them to keep quiet, stealing evidence 
And even in some cases, some claim they have murdered family members or individuals involved. Oh, really? Hey? Yes. Okay. Well, I haven't watched that movie for a long time. And these men, are they like human men? That's arguable. That's actually. arguable? Okay. Um, but the, the movie Men in Black is a complete, like, it's a... It's a fabrication, yeah, basically. I imagine. The only similar thing is the concept. They deal with aliens and creepy shit and cover it up. That's like black-eyed children vibes coming out here. Pretty much. Hmm. So in an interview with Linda, she said this. The men in black wore black suits, black hats, and sunglasses. They drove black cars, Cadillacs, I think. They looked like human beings, but their skin was somewhat transparent you could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than normal person's fingers. As well, Daddy shook hands with them, and he said they were awkward in shaking hands. They seemed to not know what to do or how to shake hands. One of the cars would follow us around. There were three men in the car. The men in black went so far as to follow us through the drive through of a restaurant. We were afraid to turn around and just look in the mirror at them. Wow. Okay, this town's getting hit hard. Oh, fuck yeah. And Linda's getting hit hard. Um, and two of the other individuals who were in the car that night with Linda, Steve and Mary Millette, uh-huh. um, reported a man and a woman wanting to take a picture of them. The Millettes took down the light, like wrote down the license plate of the vehicle that they were driving of a Volkswagen. And when they reported it to the police, the police came back and said that that plate number did not exist. Yeah, maybe they just wrote it down wrong. Maybe. But why would they want their picture in the first place? I don't know. There are reports of men in black often wanting to take individuals' pictures. Oh, really? Hey? There is. This is very similar to the black-eyed children, I feel like, slightly. Kind of. Okay. Um, Remember in the black-eyed children case, they would wait for their parents and they would go out to the car of two individuals dressed in black? Those two individuals were most likely men in black. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy as fuck. Yeah, no kidding. Here I wanted to get like a really nice sleep tonight to like help my cold and just get better. You're going to be dreaming of guys in black suits outside the window staring at you all night. Thanks a lot, Ben. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Well, Moving the nightmares aside, let's get back to the case. Okay. So the alleged men in black frequented the small town of Point Pleasant, usually dressed from head to toe in black suits, white shirts, black ties, sunglasses, black shoes, and basically all appeared to be perfect in appearance, but yet completely out of style for the time in the 1960s, 1967. They are said to have asked people questions about Mothman and told them not to speak of it to anyone else. Now, the following 15th of December in 1967, we're going to move on to another incident here. The Silver Bridge collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic. This is oh, a, no. This is a quite famous incident because it resulted in the death of 46 people. Whoa. Two of the victims were unfortunately never recovered from the river. Holy, that's a tragic disaster. Holy. Yes, it is very tragic. So the investigation of the wreckage pointed that the cause of the collapse was because of a failure of a single eye bar in the suspension chain due to a a small defect 0.1 inches or 2.5 millimeters deep into it. 
Analysis shows that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it was originally designed to be carrying, and it had been poorly maintained. The collapse um, eventually happened due to this defect, and it would eventually be replaced by a silver memorial bridge, which was completed in 1969. Hmm. Now, this ties into Mothman because a couple of sightings of Mothman were said to have occurred near the bridge before the incident. Now, rumors eventually spread that the bridge collapse was connected to Mothman in some way and that he could have potentially been trying to warn people or even have been a dark premonition of the incident. This was the beginning of the Mothman being associated with an omen of doom. Hmm. After the bridge's collapse, the Mothman sightings came to a sudden halt. Huh. Now... It may be a coincidence, maybe Mothman had something to do with it, or maybe mass hysteria came to a sudden halt because there was another incident that took people's attention. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah. Sorry, my mind's just going like a mile a minute here. This is, there's a lot of information yeah. for this. It's so a lot Yeah, so basically if you ever see this Mothman run for the hills because it doesn't mean good. Yeah. Now there have been sightings since um, 1967. Uh, they do occur sometimes, but they're not very frequent. Uh, like a photo taken by an anonymous individual of what he claims to be the Mothman flying in trees. However, to me, it looks very unconvincing and... Many people say it looks like it could just be an owl carrying well, something. Or, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm pretty convinced that it was just a hoax. Someone just trying to, you know, get notoriety. Well, I have a feeling that this creature wouldn't allow its photo to be taken. Yeah, there are really? some photos out there that people claim to be of Mothman too. Yeah. So it's. But again, hmm. credibility is unquestioned. Now, to to this day, we do not have an answer to the Mothman. Obviously. Um, however, many people do truly believe, so much so that there are annual festivals dedicated to the Mothman, and in the downtown area of Point Pleasant, they have erected a large metallic statue paying tribute to the creature. Wow. There's actually even a 24-hour live stream feed on the statue, so you can go on the website and watch tourists and believers who visit to get their picture taken with the Mothman. Oh my gosh. Yes. You should put that in the, show, the link in the show notes. I definitely can do that. I want to watch them. Right? Maybe I'll do that. That's how I'll spend my sick day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to spend a sick Watching day. Watching the statues just like being a total creeper. Yeah. I don't know how often it gets visitors. I'm assuming it'd probably be a little more on the weekend because I don't yeah. think the locals are over there taking selfies all the time. You know? I don't know if a Tuesday in March is going to be – is it Mar <laughs> April will be that busy. Yeah, I doubt it. But um, I would assume that you know during the downtown festival – and I think it takes place in September if I'm not mistaken – I would assume that would be the weekend you want to watch the live stream. No kidding. So, huh. Fun. So that is the story of Mothman. Wow. Whether he's true or not, it's up to you to decide for yourself. But I'm going to say I don't believe in the Mothman. I want to. I want someone to prove me wrong. I want to see this creature in Careful what you say, man. Why? I don't want to bring no Mothman here. Mothman, come on. Stay oh my gosh. Me. Do no. it. We'll leave a lamp on for you. Oh, no. Moths <laughs> are actually kind of creepy. Uh, who is, my friend Brian 
Brian hates moths. There, I know a few people that just despise them. Like, really? Almost just like they're the creepiest things ever. Like they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to sleep if they they're knew like, one was in their house. They're like tiny, tiny little puppy dogs with wings. They're kind of ugly. What? But there are some, I guess, that are better looking. They're some adorable. that look like butterflies. They're adorable. What are you talking about? And they're like dusty and gross. Okay. You know what? As soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to go over to Instagram and it's going to be a total easy one. People will be able to guess it so easy. But for our hint on what the episode coming up is, I'm going to just post a picture of a super adorable moth. <laughs> okay. If you do that. All right. Okay. Okay. Look forward to seeing this. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Of course, we have all our links down in the description below. You can check out our Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We have Patreon and we have merch, believe it or not. So you can mm -hmm. go check that out. And all the art is done by yours truly right here. So yeah. Yeah. It's very well done. Thank you very much. I should have put my Wiccaning... Um, I have the, I got the first anniversary shirt in oh, blue. You did? It's freaking amazing. Oh. So soft. Yeah, you should. We want to get more art going. So it's going to happen one day. Mm -hmm. We got lots of merch and we appreciate everyone who buys and listens and tunes in. Your support is absolutely amazing. Oh, absolutely. People are still buying merch like on that with this new release. It's really awesome to it's see. It's incredible. So thank you very much for your support. And of course, as always, stay wicked. Mm -hmm.